Hello all, welcome once again to the Sit Down Comedy Podcast. This week we are looking at Mark Maron's Netflix special, Thinky Pain. So go ahead and look at that before you listen to this. And next week we're going to be looking at Ralphie May's, uh, also his Netflix special, Unruly. Uh, so as always, if uh, you can drop a like, a comment, a subscribe, uh, all that stuff, rate, review, share, um, helps it out. And with no further ado, away we go. Comedy! Again! This time, for real. Uh, welcome once again to the Sit Down Comedy Podcast. And I do say the because apparently there is somebody else out there with sit down comedy. They can suck. According to Ralphie May, look him up. You know what? Let's do Ralphie May next. You know okay. Ralphie May is? Yeah, yeah. Fucking. Of course. You can suck a fat baby's dick. That's... <laughs> Oh, there's another one. Oh, the... Mm-mm. Uh, I don't know who they are. I'm sure they're lovely people. Sure. But I have nothing can... against them, but <laughs> fuck you. But <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah. But this is it. We're uh, all at war. I we're, want to... We're going to, we're going to bat. I want to rightly apologize for the past episode. <laughs> I was not myself. Oh, really? Just with the whole... It wasn't even being this Hannah the, Gatsby. This was the Hannah Gatsby It was episode. weird because it lined up perfectly. My health. I had, a, 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 I had tonsillitis last week. Oh, really? So, yeah. Bad. I didn't know that. We tested for strep and mono, and those are the only two contagious infections that could be in there. They were negative, so we're good to go on everything. But, like, health-wise. but I, I just felt down because of just the whole... Because like, it, it's weighty. It, Hannah Gatsby is yeah, weighty. Yeah, it was. Well, I mean, that was part of it, but the other part was there's like... A, there's a joke in there. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hannah Gatsby. She's a big old uh, chip on the shoulder. <laughs> chip, chip on... <laughs> I, th- I hope she would appreciate it, the joke. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whoever listens to this anytime in the future, hopefully aliens from another planet, just to say. Oh, man, what if we're the we only can... ones that survive? What if we're the only ones that hear this? What if they're like, <laughs> you guys get it? <laughs> Thank God somebody has brought one thing from the past that we all agree and like, on. And comedy. Then and then they're like, okay, we need to replicate the and species. They, you and two, they, mate. And they, <laughs> That's not how this works. Oh, we thought we understood. Uh, you guys have a lot to learn. <laughs> Everyone talks like Mark Norman in the future. Hey, well, hey, you got a comedy. Um, <laughs> I also want to flip this episode on its head and say my favorite thing first. Just because Mark Maron has so much he talks about. My I had a couple of things that made me laugh. Oh, my God. Very yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to say off the bat, here's my favorite thing. If you want to do it at the end, we could do another one. But numero uno was him getting into B-Fart again or whatever <laughs> it's called. Captain B-Fart. Yeah, Captain and B-Fart. walking past the people Captain B-Fart and his magic band. I'm walking past people in line at a taco stand to pick up a burrito. Not order it. Pick it up because yeah. it's done. <laughs> and the, the kid, 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 17-year-old kid behind the counter that has zero clue, which, by the way, I have zero clue who Captain Beefheart is. Look it up. Still <laughs> still barely. I don't know any of their songs. Nothing. So I don't know. Maybe, Some weird shit. May, yeah. So the kid's like, oh, wow, getting into Beefheart, aren't you? And the guy's like, or Mark's like, really? You no know, <laughs> Who are you? Who is this guy? And then, I think that was the Buddha. Yeah, <laughs> the real joke. <laughs> The uh, real and after <laughs> after he passed or turned around and started going back in line, he saw the other guy and like in a movie, the guy like speaks to him like not even in his face, like is still facing in line while he's passing him, not turning, kind of like like a dad does, and you can't see the dad's face. Well, there's like, there's something very picturesque about what he was saying there. Well, again, probably yeah. a pretty good story. Like you can visual doing, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Albeit, it's probably a fake story, but. He's probably juiced it up a lot too. To yeah, just to make Ooh, yeah. it like yeah, sillier. Yeah. That's his job. But the thing was, 
I'd be I'd be yeah. upset with him if he didn't. Yeah. The thing that got me was him passing the guy and the guy without missing a beat or looking goes trying to catch up, huh? In the most like not condescending, but uh, come on, you're with us, kid. Type hey, of yeah. like feel, and he's like, what we're the all fuck? in this together, aren't what we? What the hell's going on, <laughs> Captain Beefheart? Really? I that whole so that whole like lane of joking and that whole bit and all of the bits that surround it hit me very specifically because I was I was the kid in high school in and I was in high school in the late nineties. I was the kid in high school who like I wasn't the kid who knew about Captain B Fart and like any type and like uh Sir Arthur Brown and like all all of the, just the 60s mod like crazy shit that was out there in the 60s and 70s like i wasn't the guy who knew about that i was the guy who just was desperate to be accepted and tell me what's cool yeah and i happened to find the guy yeah who really was into that stuff in the in the late 90s yeah. so he was like you know behind his time i guess and so like I remember having discussions about like, man, what real art is and the yeah. real pure sound and like all of all of the shit in around that whole bit, like comes straight down the pipe right at me. <laughs> like like I, I remember trying to get into Frank Zappa. I remember trying <laughs> to get into like, yeah. like all of those things. And some of it definitely stuck. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. I'm definitely a fan of the zombies. I'm definitely a fan of the kinks. Oh, rightly so. Like a lot, like yeah. a lot of stuff really rightly stuck. So. But uh, like Frank Zappa was always a bridge a little too far, and Captain Beefheart was always a bridge a little too far for me. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. And so there's something about that whole I don't think it works for everybody. Yep. But it it definitely got me right where I needed yeah. to be. Well, it's probably why, I mean, the major laugh, it's probably where the laugh, it's kind of like a cry laugh where you're like, I could cry right now, but I'm going to laugh because this is pretty like, does he know me? Which is the same thing he was going through, which is the funniest shit of like, who the, are you my dad? What? Yeah. <laughs> why do you know this? Well, and also like there's some, the, just the desperate, yeah, the desperate need to be real, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's something about that. Uh and and I I think it permeates almost all of Mark Marion's comedy. Yeah. Um. But it definitely was a theme in in this particular special, yeah. just the need to be real and like uh one of, one of the things that he constantly refers back to is like not preparing. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. he hints at it so yes. often. You're not adventurous. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're not taking enough chances. What are you preparing for? Fucking what? You fucking coward! You think I brought these <laughs> journals up here on stage because I was preparing? No, I wanted to look like an asshole. I, yeah, <laughs> I wanted yeah. to seem like I was preparing on stage because I'm not prepared. Yeah, the, oh, I, I loved so like his opening. I loved, I loved the opening where he comes out. I don't think I think he actually planned it. I don't think he. I think he's playing a bit. Yeah, of I'm course, like, well, for sure. Again, this. With comedy, it's like when we're seeing a special, especially, no pun intended, we're not, this is not the first time anyone sees right. So, like, unless he saved it for the special. I think, I think maybe, well, okay, so when I think about the opening, I'm thinking about two different openings, actually. I think, so he had the one opening about literally the theater and Bill Hicks. Mm -hmm. I think that's a bit that he's had. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, shit, we're here. I know what I'll do. Yeah. And like that came across very honest. And I I have a suspicion that that was honest. Yeah. That he was like, 
this is just me trying to like warm up the crowd a little bit. Yeah, I feel like he was telling. But it was good enough that it definitely stayed in. He was telling the truth about the non-preparedness. It kind of like adds to a charm of of a sense. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we're here with you. Yeah, there's like start this shit up. There's something about his ability to, and I'm I'm not sure if it's his his ability to to accurately or like adequately mask the the preparation that he does or diagnose it or if it's the his ability to genuinely only prepare very minimally and then be fully present and it's probably like a combination of both you know um but there is something very magical about his particular brand of I think he more than any other like uh, uh, Netflix comic or HBO comic, or, you know the big the big specials comics. I think he more than any other comic really genuinely does capture the magic of we're doing this live. It's people in a room. This is how it feels. It's people in a room too. I think that's a big one that kind of you didn't glaze over, but you could be glazed over as you're saying it. Because we're talking about comedy so much now that it's like we all expect, oh, they're in the club, they're in the improv, they're in this, they're that. Or a theater's this, or an arena's this. Like, it's all, like, jargon now versus yeah. they're all fucking different. So him doing it in a club, being Mr. Mark Marin too. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Esteemed. Also, like, it's weird because he's kind of faded back. A l- Did he stop doing his podcast? I don't know. I, I was actually. I just haven't. I haven't like thought was, about him in a while. I was going to pick it up here soon. So like, I was going to start with Obama because he and he see was how it the goes. Joe Rogan. Yeah, I know. He was the Joe Rogan yeah. of podcasting. Yeah, I kept hearing about it. Like it, it was Joe and Mark, Joe and Mark, Joe and Mark, and then it was like it was Joe and it was Joe. I'm like, well, yeah, and Mark, I just haven't Mark heard go. about him. Yeah. So when this was recorded, it was pretty much at his tippy top his peak, peak yeah. of like. Yeah, like was 20, he was the podcaster. It's 2013, and Netflix was pretty young still, or young feeling. Yeah, th- still. yeah, this was yeah. early on in, in Netflix yeah. comedy stuff yeah. too. Like, there, the, it wasn't like your net. When yeah. are you going to get your Netflix special? Yeah, it, it was, was weird. Like, it was weird. Oh, feeling. I guess Mark Maron's going to go to Netflix. Yeah, you know, it was really like, weird feeling. It was like watching it. Uh, like watching your first HBO, not special, but anything on HBO. Where you're well, like, this is a real thing. So I happen to be old enough when I was a very young. I remember when HBO... So my first experience of stand-up comedy was on VH1, which was a which was an MTV clone. They were trying to be right. the other MTV. Right. Um, and back when they actually did music videos most of the time. But VH1 had One Night Stand, which was... It was basically a, like a 10-minute set. It was a 30-minute show. And every comic did 10 minutes, and you had, like, three comics per show. And then, of course, they edited it down for ad- advertising and all that stuff. The math works out. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, like, so... so you say three you, comics, and you're like, and then you know three comics. Yeah, you were, well, so you were getting, like... Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. You were getting, like, the best six minutes of a 10-minute set yeah. of three different comics. That was my very, very first introduction to comedy. And I, and I didn't even... I don't even think I got the jokes as much as I liked the sound of stand-up comedy. Well, yeah, talking. six minutes is weird, too, and being two people that have never done comedy but have heard a lot about it, that, that six minutes is make or break, right? If, if, it's, from, well, it's, if it's, it's from a vet, you know what six minutes it's going to be, and if it's from a newbie open micer, it's, I only got four of these. <laughs> like you, yeah, you have, you, have to, you have to be very tight. Yeah. Everything has to land. So I, the, next, the very next thing that I remember about comedy was HBO comedy. Yeah. 
It, I went from six minutes to hour-long specials mm-hmm. on HBO. And yep. like that was the next thing that I can remember happening. And this is kind of like... I mean, this is one of the themes of Mark Maron's whole like career and life. This is this felt like a return to like the early days of HBO. Like it, I don't know what exactly it was, but he really does capture. Well, he New Yorked it. A, it's much more raw and much yeah. more real. He New York it more like present. It's like you walked into a a coffee shop or something, and you're like, they do comedy here. Yeah, like, yeah, and they're like Mark Maron's on stage. It's you're like, like Excuse we don't me? do comedy. Yeah. It's fucking Mark Maron on stage. Yeah, what? what? And it's like, yeah, it's all yeah. new shit. He's not even. Yeah. He's like working it out right now. And there was there was something about the yeah raw. I think it, is the right it, word. It was it felt like he he. It wasn't new stuff. It's obviously stuff he's has like mm-hmm. in his back pocket, but it felt like he was working it out and not in a bad way. Right. It felt like he was working it out on stage in a good way. Mm-hmm. And and he kind of always does that. Like I, I there every I mean, he talked about it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he also yeah, there, and there's something very there's the other thing that he does is is he really uses like meta narrative a lot. Like he gets outside of what's actually happening to explain what's happening. Enough for it to sound pretentious as if like we all care what you're what you think about yourself type of thing too, where I'd, I'd get rolly eyes sometimes and then he'd slip a nice dark black coffee, horrifying joke in there. And I'm like, Oh, oh man. okay. 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 That, you know what you just said right there is the perfect analogy. Yeah. Mark Marin is black coffee. Yeah. Like yeah. it, he, yeah. he is like, Creamer. No. he's like the black coffee that whatever, the, like that the monkeys shit out or whatever. <laughs> You know, yeah, like well, no, the uh, there's cats that do it. Yeah, there's they like there's like a kind of shit. there's a kind of coffee that has to go <laughs> through so a an, an intestine of yeah. some kind of mammal. Yeah, and then that's the co- and like that's what Mark Maron. That's is. Mark Maron. Mark yeah. Maron is that black coffee, and, like fucking no sugar, no cream. And it's how not dare because you, how dare you even ins- like ask for it? Like it's not because we don't want the sugar or cream. It's because we don't have it. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't deserve yeah, you don't it. Deserve you don't it. get it. We're not going to give it to you, you and fucking I, poser. And I forgot it. Yeah, so you, fa- you. you fake poser, <laughs> which is all. And the, yeah, yeah. There, so there's something very like uh, hard and bitter yeah, that I actually really, really love. It's like really a crueler love. version of Patton, like crueler. Oh yeah, he's like, yeah. Like not. I mean, Patton can get dark, so I can't say darker, but like. Uh, like gritty or like a raw. No, yeah. Uh, Patton Oswalt is more polished. Oh, look, I think almost every comic is comes across as more polished. Uh oh, we got a we got a oh, battery problem. Is. We got everyone. Everyone, we got a battery problem. Okay, we're back with a full battery. I'm okay, alive. what the fuck are we talking about? Uh, Patton Oswalt is polished. Mark Maron is more gritty yeah. feeling, and maybe his polish is just grit. Yeah, He's and sandpaper I, polish. Versus, I agree with yeah. you. It, it's not well. It's not darkness because Patton Oswalt gets really dark. Yeah, Jim Gaffigan gets dark, <laughs> but yeah, every every other comic seems to be more polished. Yeah, May, maybe Dave Chappelle. It would be an exception to that. I like, but I think he. I, I mean, every time I talk about Dave Chappelle, I think Dave Chappelle is well, the greatest living. Yeah. Comic that's, that's, that's ever lived ever. Affluency versus. I, I think Dave Chappelle can flip between whatever. I think he can basically do yeah. whatever he wants. He just has good thoughts. Yeah, just he his can, thoughts like start out good. Like he, what? what? He has lots of polish, uh, and he and the fact that he releases three hours at the same time, which apparently he just did again. 
Oh God! Like uh, with Rogan? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he like I. Other than Dave Chappelle, I can't think of another comic who, at least in in this era of like hour long specials kind of vibe. Well, at least new content, I'll say, because like yeah. old school like Boston, New York comics, like the well, maybe live. Yeah, but I, I I just I can't experience that. But the only way Chappelle got good at it was literally doing it live every second of the day. Leaving yeah, comedy, comedy I, show shows to go outside to a park to go profess to people about shit to birds and stuff. Like, what? This guy's just all the time. Well, I think he's also... A, I think Chappelle is a unique talent. I, I really, really yeah. think he's... I, I, I think he's head and shoulders above just about any other comic that I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I really... I think he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. I mean, carrying himself alone... Yeah, is about it. <laughs> I, and I think there's... I th- also think... I mean, I don't want to turn this into a Chappelle podcast because we're talking about Mark Marin. Um, but I think there's something to Chappelle getting the fuck out of California and New York and living in, like... I think he's... It's Ohio. Ohio. Or something. Yeah. Um, and, like, living with real people. And I mean, he talks about it on this, on this podcast yeah. now where Joe's, like... Uh, excuse me, Rogan is, like... I mean, you were, the, like, one of the first ones to, like leave yourself and blah 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 blah. And he's like dude i just ohio was just not just to get the fuck out of it here. was just not anywhere that's yeah. what it, that's what right. it felt like to me i could just be there yeah and i think there's something to that um so other other than Chappelle, i think mark Marin does maybe the best job of just being present and kind of fucking around yeah. Throw like the balls in his court, and he grabs it and stabs it with a switchblade he has, and goes, "Ah, fuck! I stabbed the ball. Damn it!" Yeah. Now like, he's he he is more kind of like typical New York Jewish yes. neurotic. He's neurotic. He's, he, I think he's like the he's the replacement for Woody Allen, is what I think. He, I would say better. Yeah, no, but you don't like Woody Allen. Just doesn't make. Content. I'm not a huge fan of Woody just Allen. Doesn't make, well, I would I'll say he has things that have occurred that have been great, great meaning like works of art. Yeah. Woody Allen has. I think Mark has just hasn't produced as much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, for sure. Just for tax, uh, brass but def- tax. But, but the, it's more like the style of... The, yeah. Like, there is it's a... It's neuroticism. It's what it feels there's like. There's a specifically New York, typically Jewish kind of, like, vibe that is a lane of comedy that is about, like... And, and it, like, he kind of hits all the marks. Yeah. Like, overbearing mom hypochondria <laughs> constant anxiety <laughs> fucking younger women like like he hits all the marks you know um, uh, and, and also like self-hatred and like and like kind yeah, of like self culture hatred why is that funny we were talking about it on another one about um christina p laughing at just human insolence just just reverting back to chimp and seeing someone freak out about, oh, he just dropped in a dumpster and eight people run away, and she's laughing at the people running away. Yeah. And that the guy thought to himself that jumping out of a window into a dumpster would be a good idea. All chimp brain shit. Yeah. So I feel like I'm trying to figure out why neuroticism makes me Dude, laugh so hard. The GME stuff, um, the GameStop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And on uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wall Street Bets. Yeah. There's all of these memes <laughs> that are just about like how fucking stupid and like and like I, I watched a thing today about uh, there was a guy who was like how uh how wall street betters pay their bills and he's having this conversation with the bill and he's like no i can't pay it 
no, I'm fighting. I'm fighting a fight against good and evil. Like yeah. I'm in the fight for good and evil. He's like, oh, twelve dollars? No, I don't have it. <laughs> like, he's like, dude, talk to me about it. My wife's boyfriend is pissed at me. Yeah. She doesn't even like ramen, that's and that's one. all we're eating. That's all we're doing, <laughs> like, and we all have to like, live with it. Yeah, and just this, this like they call each other retards. retards they and call stupid. each other yeah, apes. Apes. And, like, yeah, you fucking apes. There's something really funny about. Yeah. It, and it's the same kind of concept yeah. of, of yeah, just right. like human feels... insolence. Yeah. And I, I like there was another stupid meme of a guy at the zoo literally in front of an ape. And he was like jump. He was like trying to engage the ape and like trying to jump up and down. And then eventually the monkey starts to be like, oh, OK. And then he's <laughs> yeah. playing too and he's jumping around. And then, of course, they put like labels yeah. on it, like, you know, like, like Wall Street. GME better, holding. GME. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But it's like there is something about the like. I think there's something f- delightful about when we just dis- when we yeah. remember and rediscover, like, dude, you're a fucking primate. Yeah. Like, like when you get too much, uh, when you get too much uh, cum in your balls, like you're gonna definitely make poor decisions. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like you're. <gasps> Like you are, you are a victim of your own biology, and like, that's the way it is. Here's, I'll make you laugh right here. Let's do a test. I'll say two words, one after the other, and see if you'll giggle. Furiously masturbate. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you can imagine, like a monkey getting super upset, and then just like. <laughs> like it's so funny. And there's something about like particularly animals, but the also the reminder that we are animals. Uh, the shamelessness of that's exact oblivious, like, pure oblivion, yes. like. Guys, there's other people around. I have to get this out. Yeah, like I just can't. <laughs> I, can't I can't function can't. anymore. <laughs> I need it. Like somebody has a joke like that. I think it's Louis C.K. Um, about the lady that has to get into the left lane all the way from the yes, right, though. But oh, that's my I, favorite yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I. But there's. I have no other choice. And he's like, move up five lane, like five that, blocks. That's literally something to. that me yeah. and my wife say. Yeah. All the time that's on the my road. my favorite way. But that's my favorite way. <laughs> <laughs> like cutting across five lanes yeah. of traffic. <laughs> like fucking go down, oh. get over, and make a U-turn. Yeah. Like what the? Yeah. But that's my favorite yeah. way. Okay. Yeah. So I'll explain my hate and love for cats now. So like I hate cats because they're a piece of I shit, horrible them. animals, and they smell terrible, and they don't care about. My wife themselves. wants them, and and when the, oh! when this dog dies, we're gonna have to get a dog and a cat. Here's that's what I do understand: my excuse. an outside cat is cool. Kick him out. Go shit outside. Well, that's that's Leave. what she keeps saying is possible, and we'll see. Oh, you gotta find one. There, you I, don't you don't get one. Okay, that's also what I said. Yeah, I was like, let's just go. Let's just start feeding a cat. Yeah, just like that cat out. will come yeah. here. Well, that's a raccoon. You so can't get a that. kitten <laughs> and then like throw it outside. Like an eagle will eat it or whatever. Like it's yeah, not going to survive. Outside will kill that fucking eagle. Yeah, yeah, but if a cat grows up outside, yeah, like and it lived, then now you can just feed it and it's oh. your cat. We have some feral cats around work, and they had kittens uh, a year ago, and so some heart bleeding. Bleeding heart liberals like, oh, we have to save the kittens. <laughs> it's like the mom's right here, and, and the listen, mom is like, I'm a bleeding heart liberal. Yeah. So the mom's hissing at this like guy <laughs> trying to take these kittens away, and he somehow wrenches them away from the mom, which is equally as horrifying. I mean, like, probably fuck? with some kind of glove and armor. <laughs> and he just hears like, <laughs> like, ah, uh, takes the one of the kittens home with a newborn, and I want you to guess what happens next. Oh God! Puts the cat in the crib with the newborn, and that little kitten like. 
palms the face of the kid and like I almost bet. tears its ear off and shit. And he's like, I thought it was a baby. Why would you? Because he's fucking stupid. Is <laughs> neurotic and he thinks he's going to help everybody and save all the animals. It's like, dude. Dude, I did it once where I brought a kitten with like, I was a youth director. My students found a kitten outside. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, like nobody else is responsible Just enough. Just name him Ozzy and leave him outside. Like, I will take this kitten home. I took it home. I have a giant dog. He's <laughs> fucking huge. And uh, the, the cat did not like it. Like I literally had to like quarantine the cat just to get through the night. And then, you know, we took it to a shelter. But there is something about the like, it's a wild, it's a feral cat. Anyway. Yeah. I digress. But We're way the, off. The point of this was... I think Mark Maron is off, often Cat-like like a feral neurotic. cat. <laughs> no, what I was saying is the fun part of the funny part to me of the cat is how neurotic it can get. It has zero care for you in the world. It just wants to be alive next yeah, to you. Yeah, it's which, a sociopath. Which, which is why some people like them, because they're easily tricked, because they're yeah. fucking monkeys. Um, <laughs> that one got me. But <laughs> uh, somebody had a joke, I'm pretty sure it was DiStefano, where the cat's just sitting. He's like, yeah, I'll let you feed me, and I'll... Just stare out the window here for three and a half hours. Doesn't matter. That's it. That's the joke. That's, that's what got me. That's that pure, that is absolutely accurate. Like pure neuroticism. Like yeah. I know I'm stupid, but I'll I'll be stupid on my own. Like yeah. wow. Okay. I think there's something. And that's Mark Maron. Yeah, Mark Maron is like actually is very cat like. Yeah. Like he actually is very like. Uh, please love me. How dare you fucking love me? Yeah. Like he is very much and and that's part of one of that's one of the themes that works in the special too. Like uh one of the notes I wrote was like he's constantly picking a fight with the audience. <laughs> like he's he's always and not picking a fight but like he's a, like cuz they don't have a mic. Yeah. He's the only one with a mic. He knows that. Like, what do you think I'm fucking stupid? Yeah, like, and so yeah, so he's like putting words in their mouth all yeah. the time and like obviously he knows what he's doing yeah. but like He's putting words in their mouth to, to pick yeah. a fight with yeah, them yeah. so that he can stay in that like neurotic beat up yeah. kind of like we're in a fight kind of place. <laughs> and it really works for him. Yeah. Like, it's really funny. Well, that's why it wasn't hitting me. It f- reminds me of like Apollo like improv stuff. Yeah. Like Yeah. It, it's aggressive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um that's what was getting me at first was him just his pretentiousness, because I had I was trying to go in clean. Because I already knew about him with like his 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 fame and like podcasts, and he's on this new show Glow or newish show about the female yeah. writers or something. Um, so he's the, got like the he, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. That's what yeah. Glow stands for. Oh, oh, that's cool. It was oh. yeah, it was like a literal. It's like a. It's based on a true story, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's totally fictional except for the fact that it's based on a real oh. <laughs> thing that actually happened. Like he's playing a real person, but it's also like fiction. Uh, They're yeah. writing episodes. Yeah, the name know? only the name stories and everything else is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, he's got some some ounce of fame somewhere. So I I tried to go with a grain of salt, try not to think about it. But him, Hannah Gatsby thing of like, why do we need to know your problem? because you want us to know it or because you're trying to make a joke out of it. And he would get to the point where I'm like, okay, you just want us to know about it. And then he would flip it on me. And I'm like, son of a bitch, you got me a third time. <laughs> like three or four times in a row. I'm like, this fucking, I don't want to, I don't want to listen to this. Well, I, I genuinely think that that comes out of, I think his method is to like climb out on the, onto the limb, <laughs> wait for it to snap 
and then like figure out how to fly. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I, I think that's what he does over and over Holy again. Holy shit, wings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. all so one of the things I did notice about the special is that it was highly edited. Uh, I and, didn't really watch it. Well, and I listened I, to it more, but I can, I, I, can I watched see. it. This is like maybe the third time I've seen it, third or fourth time I've seen it, and I sat down and watched it. Oh, hello, love. My wife just got home. Uh, um, this is like the fourth time that I watched it, and I sat down and watched it, which I haven't done in a long time, and I noticed the hard. There were hard cuts, uh, so I think there was a lot more space. Yeah, live. Than there was so he is Woody Allen. Final like <laughs> I I think he highly I well not necessarily him but like whoever was directing yeah. and editing yeah and I'm sure he had a role in it but like I think there's something about he was working this shit out maybe yeah on stage that's why live. it feels so raw there's probably three and a half hours of uncut footage somewhere of him just like bop, 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 I, bop. I even suspect that some of the laughter was like piped in mm. I mean there weren't that many because I because I noticed that. Um, when there was laughter and applause that the audience because you can see the audience yeah. Mark they Marin, weren't you, clapping you dirty dog dirty oh, it, or cat excuse me dirty cat well but there's yeah dirty cat <laughs> um but there was something about like it working for me yeah well i mean with you and me too we don't necessarily need the audience to laugh at what we want to laugh at so the part that i said the um what was my favorite the, the getting caught up or something like that nobody laughed at it there's no like there's barely a like a <laughs> after I'm dying. Yeah. So I'm like, that's super fucking hilarious because I'm always in a place where I feel like I've because I'm super busy. I'm always behind or I'm trying to catch up. And then he went into like this whole spiel of like my whole life is fucking catching up yeah. on shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, preach, man. That's how yeah. I feel. But but the whole point was like some dad figure <laughs> in a line was like trying to get caught up. huh? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Stop. Was that the yeah. Buddha? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I think that's a, a great bit. Yeah. I also like the the preceding part where he talks about like interviewing Jack White and the the Macintosh amplifiers <laughs> and like yes. the the I'm wanting wanting like pure it's like fourteen thousand like that doesn't sound like fourteen thousand yeah. dollars. Maybe if I go turn this knob, maybe that nope, that still doesn't sound like fourteen thousand dollars. I <laughs> so speaking of editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, our um, fucking uh, DAW, our digital audio workstation, keeps fucking up. Whatever. Uh, so I was talking uh, before it stopped recording. I was talking about I'm getting old. Uh, yeah. like I'm 38, and the audience there didn't seem that. Yeah, the audience was like 22. Yeah, probably not Mark Maron fans. And there's something weird about his ability. So I, because I. I remember watching this when it came out and loving it. And that's when I, you know, it wasn't that long ago, but I did feel younger. I felt like I was still like, yeah, I'm just out of my toy. It's, I'm still, you know, I'm like young and a young buck, yeah. you know? And now that I'm feeling much more like, hey, man, I'm getting into like midlife. Like, like, man, I'm in an old man, not old, elderly, but like, but I'm like an old man. Yeah. Like, I'm a man, you know? Uh, there's something like it has a new light. Yeah. There's a new aspect of of what he's saying. And I think there's a lot of what he's kind of expressing uh, that connects ironically with both of those life stages. Yeah. Super funny. Like over the hill and also the young trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I don't know how exactly he does that, but he does it very well. Yeah. 
It's like um, over the hill is really funny. That's a funny analogy. So like you're you're at the bottom and you're like, oh man, I'm ready to climb this shit. And then there's a trolley on the way up and you're like, and I'm also fine taking that. And too. I can just yeah. Why don't we just <laughs> hey guys? Why don't we just still appreciate the hill? But oh god, his bit about dating a younger woman. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like, no, no, you should feel sorry for that guy. <laughs> like, like, here's what's really going on. And he like crunches over, like, and chases after her. And he's like, "Hey, what's the name of this band? Is there gonna, is this a seated venue?" <laughs> I think he actually he made a slip, probably planned, but he was like, uh, "Don't make fun of me." I mean, that guy. Yeah, like that older guy. He's like, "That would have been me." Like, yeah. well, he, a like, couple times. And it's funny too. He so he had a show uh, like a series that I watched and loved, but it was not long lived, um, as they all are and should be. Yeah, yeah, and this, it kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah, you know. Uh, but he, I, it was very autobiographical, and in that show, his character that is Mark Marin, who has a podcast and is a stand-up comic, you know, like all of these things. Lol, yeah, and was dating a younger woman, and uh, I like. There's something about having watched that show and then hearing this that's like, oh, I I see what he w- he thought he was experiencing. I'm like, not to, you know, who knows what was what reality was, but like to see through his eyes like, oh, this is what you thought you were experiencing. <laughs> and like it it's a one it's a show worth watching and two it it really does make that bit funnier. Yeah. Like it really yeah, does make sure. it a lot funnier. Uh, okay, so what else? What other? What other? Um, I mean, he just had more neurotic stuff. Like going back to the amp thing. So his neuroticism being so bad, uh, neuro- like neurotic Jew is what I'm looking at. It's like ah, fourteen thousand is a lot. And then you get to a point in life where you're like, I'm paying that money for something that should be good, and I don't feel it's good. Yeah. Going back to what I trust, <laughs> the two hundred dollar yeah. amp that I've been playing on. Yeah, the there I there's something he does very well. It's it's an it's like a new expression of the. the it's almost like a comedy archetype. Like I keep on coming back to Woody Allen. Yeah, like Woody Allen is kind of the typical New York Jewish neurotic yeah. com- comedian. Um, not necessarily comic, but comedian. Yeah. you know, like a, a director mm-hmm. and a writer, and and he does that very well. Like a lot of what's funny about him that that people enjoy is that kind of like well i, I just don't know <laughs> like i oh i i don't know that seems like a lot you know it's <laughs> that kind of a thing that just kind of works mark Marin brings an aggression to that yeah yes like he's doing a lot of the well i just don't know this feels i don't i'm unsure i'm, I'm not sure. like like but he's also being like and that's your yeah. fucking fault yeah, it, well, literally, and I quite, find that hilarious. Yeah, quite literally, when he was, they were fighting about uh, an exit or something, and he's like, "I know how to drive," and he, but he prefaced yeah. with, "I'm not the best driver, but <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think I am." Yeah. <laughs> and someone younger telling me I'm missing an exit or whatever is not going to tickle my fancy or something like that. Yeah. He's like, "So now I'm arguing with myself. Right. <laughs> I'm doing such a good job not yelling at you right now, aren't I?" Yeah, I should and, like I, I should yeah. I my problem is. I think I should be given a uh, like a medal yeah. every time I don't try to make you cry. <laughs> and there's some there's something uh, like it's a weird thing because uh, I don't know this it's a little bittersweet because yeah. what he's doing is making very good uh, comedy uh, 
out of his total dysfunction. Yes. And also is like not getting healthy at all (laughs) because he's able to make such good comedy out of his dysfunction. And so it's like he'll never be better because he can make such good comedy out of it. Rich. Like and that and that will bring accolades and you know of course this is all it like it's all hollow ultimately, but he's he's one of the best at that like yeah. he really I, I, again it's black coffee it's like way to take one of the most bitter dark I in my opinion coffee tastes like shit it tastes like <laughs> it tastes like dirt to me like, not only way coffee, to take, but like your your dad's coffee at 4 30 in the yeah, morning like you're not a man unless you drink uh, dirt and water you like, put a oh, cigarette out in uh, it you know like drink that now drink it <laughs> and there's something about uh-huh. him making that into something that is an, an enjoyable experience yeah. that yeah that sadly also i think will kind of doom him to be repeating that yeah that pattern over and over again i was gonna say something else but i think i'm gonna save it as my favorite if we go into this the favorite section well um, okay let's let's do it we okay. can get to the favorite okay so i already said my first one technically so you should go first this time okay so i had I, literally i had a couple oh sweet okay i had like a couple that made me laugh equally hard probably match then so uh oh god Oh, okay. So here, here was one when he talks about uh, it being in a hotel room and calling down to the front desk, <laughs> and then like it takes too long for the front yeah. desk to answer, and he's like, okay. "That's a lonely feeling." And then he goes into a zombie fantasy. <laughs> there must be a zombie apocalypse. Like, oh my god, it's a zombie apocalypse. And then he like he keeps going and keeps going. <laughs> like, I'm not alive. equipped to yeah. lead. I shouldn't. And like, <laughs> I hope there's an alpha male I'm not out there to lead. Yeah. <laughs> Like, right I'm gonna to need him. to find that, and he, maybe he can lead a diverse population again. Like, and he goes into this whole thing, and then for me, the big punchline that made me laugh is then then the front desk answers, and he's and he his first thing is what's going on <laughs> down there? <laughs> like that, I laughed very hard at that. <laughs> just the discord alone of the guy like what the fuck like, <laughs> what's going on down there <laughs> and then there were lots of follow-ups like that it got me on a roll because there were there were plenty of punchlines after that uh, so that all yeah, right so that, that some, was one of my two i was waiting for some patent lines in there like because we all know the zombie apocalypse is going to happen and then after that i'm going to have to be the alpha and then i have to find out who's alive still in the like I thought he was going to keep going down and he kind of did but not in a patent way where it's like silly and goofy it's more like a Oh shit! He's really he's real about this. Like. Okay, I'm realizing I have three. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna do another one, and okay. then I, you said you had two. Yeah. Do you remember what your second one was? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna share my second one. Okay. And then you share yours, and then I'll do my third one. Okay. Uh, so the the other one of the other ones, and these all made me laugh equally hard. Uh, it was when he, he it was the beef fart thing. And he's talking about going to get going into the record store, mm-hmm. and he walks in and he's like, "Beef art, where's the beef art?" Oh yeah, and, and the guy was like, "It's it was like he was expecting me." He was like, "Yep, over here, over here, <laughs> yep." That yep. Made, that yes. also made me laugh really hard. <laughs> yep, we've but been expecting guy's, you. This guy's just on track. <laughs> that was that was part of the other um, the getting caught up type of thing too, because the whole time he's like, "What the fuck is going on here? Why does everybody know what I'm doing?" 
Do I give it off like I'm an older guy that is just getting back <laughs> into it? Can everyone or? see yeah, through yeah. me <laughs> all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I know what you're doing. Or like, yep, I... God, it was so funny. Okay, so mine was uh, his dad being friends with a doctor. And he's like, and that leads me into more hypochondria that I already have because I'm a neurotic fucking Jew. So <laughs> I go to the doctor and ask about... I forgot what the first thing was, but I remember the herpes. That's a, <laughs> that should be on a shirt. It was he thought he had uh, like prostate cancer. Yeah, prostate well, cancer well, he had prostatitis. Oh yeah, he ended up having. I think I have prostate yeah. cancer. Yeah, and he's like, you don't have prostate cancer. And don't worry, the doctor didn't finger bang me in his bedroom. It was in his office. It was in his office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so good because he's like, it, not only was it that, but it it added to his neurotic Jewiness of like. We're already all hypochondriacs anyway. Y'all know it. Here's my story. It, it, it leans yeah. into his thing. So yeah. uh, my, that was literally my third one. Oh, yeah. And it, the literal punchline was, so like, because he, he does the prostate thing. Yeah. Prostatitis. And he's like, I don't think it cured it. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I guess we'll check you again. <laughs> and then like a week later, he goes back and he's like, I'm pretty sure I have herpes, even though I've never had sex. <laughs> And uh, and the way he describes it is like, the doctor has my cock in, in his, his hands, hand. <laughs> and he's like, "Yep, nothing here. Do you like coming here?" <laughs> and that's when I stopped. And that's when it all. And that's stopped. what yeah. cured me. Yeah, that's what cured me. Oh man, uh, I remember he was talking about doing just prostate exams, like annuals, in his later life because you have to. Um, and he's like, I don't. I don't want the finger to go up and me to think, oh, I like this. Oh, fuck. I have to change the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Again, well, this is kind of like, nah, I'm that, not going to change. I'm not going to change. Yeah. <laughs> that pure neurotic, like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm going to change everything I have ever known. And like, I'm going to like ask yeah, play now. Yeah. I'm not going nah, to change everything. I know. <laughs> okay. What is, uh, so did we decide that we're going to do Ralphie May? Ralphie May. I don't know what's on Netflix, so we'll have to find it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll add it to the You intro. can find him. He's a fat you, fuck. You will already know what we're going to be doing next week because I will yeah. have said it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll do a Ralphie May, whatever we whatever we can get our hands on. Man, that's going to be rough. <laughs> he died, right? Oh, yeah. A long time ago. Oh, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, you know, it adds up. No, he's dead. Like, <laughs> nah, no, he's, he's dead. He's, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so next week we'll do Ralphie May. Awesome. All right. Comedy. Comedy. Comedy.